Long Life Health presents the Talk Thought Podcast. This podcast is now sponsored by The Only Kitchen. The Only Kitchen is a locally based meal prep company in Surrey and Sussex. Their goal is to offer you a service second to none for those that are serious about consistent nutrition, without cutting corners or compromising on the quality of food. They cook, prepare and deliver your selected meals for the week with an assortment of packages to suit your budget and set menus to choose from. Anything that comes out of The Only Kitchen is formulated by their professional chef. Everything that's challenging about maintaining a healthy, exciting, nutritional lifestyle, they take care of for you. All that's left for you to do is eat the food. Now, for me, this is a great idea because I see so many people fall short of the goals they set out to achieve. Whether you're trying to build muscle, lose fat, sort your energy levels out, just generally eat healthier. Most people underestimate the workload it takes for you to be consistent when, you know, Cooking, cleaning, prepping, shopping, thinking about it, what you're going to make, when you're going to have it, do you have the time to make that? You end up falling short and having to go for obviously terrible options that are often locally to you, like either fast food or bad stuff in supermarkets. The best alternative thing to do is outsource it to a company that's going to offer you something not just equally as good as you could do, but better. With really good ingredients, you don't have to think about it, you don't have to shop and really good put-together food from a professional chef. So if you are interested and it sounds like something you want to do, visit facebook.com forward slash The Only Kitchen or alternatively go to instagram.com forward slash The Only Kitchen or go to both. Keep up to date on the social media pages to find out about their latest deals and giveaways. Now let's crack on with the episode. I'd say it's likely you've clicked onto this episode because... At some point in your life, maybe even currently, most likely currently that you are experiencing or have experienced some form of anxiety. In this case, an anxiety that's brought on and triggered through social situations. If you're unsure what anxiety is, although you're probably familiar with what that is, it's that emotional feeling of fear, worry, panic and doubt that can be triggered by numerous things. It can be triggered by roller coaster rides it could be triggered by trying new foods it could be triggered by anything but in this case i want to talk about the things that set it off through social situations so first of all i don't think there's any shame in it i think it's one of the most common things we suffer from in this day and age particularly in western society and i think you know, I'm not really going to try and get down to the root of it in this episode, but I think a big part of it is is the pressure that culture and society puts on us, that we have an unrealistic expectation of how we are meant to be and how we are meant to be seen, and it's constantly reinforced on a daily basis, which makes us feel less and inferior and not good enough, which of course leads to the insecurities and need for approval in such a pressured environment and that ultimately leads to the faults that cause 
the physiological response of anxiety. So, for example, social anxiety is getting that feeling of butterflies. Some people suffer with it so badly and so severely, they may even vomit or they may even have panic attacks. But for the majority of people, it's just a feeling of butterflies, just uh, even tension in your muscles or having sweaty palms or maybe sort of just like I did then, not out of nervousness, but stumbling and muttering your sentences, maybe crumbling under the pressure when talking to a stranger or something in a new situation. Uh, and it's, it's, it's irrational. It makes no sense that we become ang- anxious about certain things, especially in social situations, because there's never really a reason we should be above a certain stress level unless posed by a, a, a genuine authentic threat like you're about to get hit by a car or someone's holding a knife in front of you then there's never a reason we should be out of our comfort zone for example um, and that happens because our mind takes us there so our thoughts will go off on a tangent and they will spiral in a negative direction that lead you to have a physiological response which makes you physically feel a certain way. So for example, you can be sexually aroused by your imagination, you can let your thoughts run wild and you can have an awkward boner. But at the same time, with that logic, you can also let negative thoughts and worries and concerns and that you know, run right in your mind for you to have a physiological response and get the sweaty palms and the panic attacks and the nervousness, all of the things that are associated with social anxiety, they can be caused, and I think they're predominantly caused by pulling yourself out of the present moment. So basically letting your mind run wild, letting your mind wander off and going, what if this happens? What if that happens? Oh, am I good enough? All of these thoughts reinforced on a daily basis, day in, day out, all day long, can have a negative, a physical impact on your health in a negative way. And if you're familiar with my articles and stuff I've spoke spoke about before, I've mentioned spirituality. And most of you will make your mind up, if you're un- unfamiliar with what that actually is, you'll make your mind up what that is. But I see it as something very simple. It's not just, you know, someone meditating on the hillside or burning incense sticks or wearing gowns I think it's the process and the practice of harnessing your attention into the present moment so really only try and live in the present moment focus on one thing at a time in other words so if you've ever tried meditation which is focusing on one thing at a time not trying to switch off it's impossible focusing on one thing at a time normally you're breathing because it's a, it's a reliable anchor. You're always there. You can always breathe. You can meditate with your breathing at any point. And it's, it's easy to focus on. And you can actually feel the sensation of it. So focusing on that. What you'll notice is your mind drifts and wanders back and forth to completely different worlds. To completely different places that are so irrelevant to you just trying to breathe and focus on it. But the more you practice this, the more you're able to extend the periods of time where you can just focus on your breathing. If you're starting out, you might not last two seconds. 
which I quickly found out when I first started meditating. I don't nearly practice it enough, self-admittedly. I don't practice it enough as I should. Um, but the practice of it will train you to control your brain and control your brain waves to a state where you can focus your energy on one thing. This is important because anxiety, I believe, only comes when you remove yourself from the present moment. As I said, unless you're in an actual threat, unless you're in a situation that's real, like a real threat to you, you shouldn't really respond in an anxious way. It's just your mind that lets you take you there. For example, I see people that are anxious throughout the day. So you could be doing something innocent and something completely worry and stress-free that should be anyway, like making a cup of tea or making a coffee. And what you should be focused on then and there is making that cup of tea and making the coffee and engulfing your, well, just embracing the entire experience and the entire process. What does it smell like? What can you, what's it feel like to touch? It's hot. What does it taste like? You know, the, the whole process of it, you should engulf your mind into that moment. Whereas most of us, because it's something we don't really have to think about making a cup of tea or a coffee, which is a lot of where it happens. Because when you don't have to think about something, like when we're playing darts, that's seen as a sense of meditation. When you're playing sports, when you have to focus on something, you are focusing on one thing. But in the majority of the time, when we're at work, when we're sitting around, when we're making a cup of tea, when we're doing something that doesn't require conscious thought as such, that's when it allows our mind to escape. And it escapes and travels to these places where we start worrying about things. What am I going to do about money? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? More precisely, in this case, social anxiety. So that happens when you start going, what's everyone going to think when I walk into this room? What's everyone thinking looking at me? Am I good enough? Do I look stupid? Do I have something on my back? Am I Whatever it is that comes into your head, it's your mind controlling you rather than you controlling it. Controlling that to a certain point where you can focus on one thing. So if you're, whatever you're doing in that social situation, focus on one thing and don't allow those thoughts to gain momentum will initially help. But what I want to do is I want to give three tips, uh, the three P's I'm classing them as, that you can take and hopefully use in a situation where it's actual real advice, something you can generally listen to and go and experiment with. And the first thing is, as I just mentioned, is being present. So throughout the day, at any moment in time, you should practice being present in the moment. Whatever you're doing at work, concentrate on that one thing. And uh, a, a good way to do it would be to take up medita- meditation and understanding how that works and getting an understanding. It, it won't take long at all to figure out how your brain drifts off and goes off on tangents. But it does take a good Well, years. It takes years to harness the ability to completely control your mind. And maybe you don't even achieve that standard. Maybe you just achieve a good enough standard to have control over it the majority of the time. Um, But generally, if you don't want to jump straight into meditation, it's just basically focusing your attention onto one thing in the day, whatever you're doing, then and there, focus it on that and don't let your mind think about anything else. 
it will think about other things. This is important to know. You're not doing it wrong. That's part of the process. It will think and drift off onto other subjects. When it does this, don't be stressed about it. It's most important. It's about pulling your up. Uh, yeah, pulling your attention back to that thing you want to focus on. So say you're focusing on, um, say if, for example, it's an easy example to you. Say you are making a cup of coffee, and you're trying to, you know, what does the cup feel like? What what's it sound like stirring the spoon? It sounds stupid, but you're focusing on one thing at a time. And then when your mind starts wondering about God knows what cats or sausages or kites. Whatever the fuck you're thinking about throughout the day, when that pops into your head, refocus your attention back to making that coffee. Another thing that happens when you're anxious, and if, particularly if you're someone that's you know like chronically anxious, that's anxious day in day out on a daily basis, that actually starts to have a negative impact on your health. So often when we're anxious, we shallow breathe and we're tense. And it doesn't really have a good effect on the body because we become oxygen deprived and that can lead to a load of other things, energy issues and many I'm not going to mention. So when that happens and you find yourself becoming anxious, one of the best things to do is kill two birds with one stone and breathe. So what you should be breathing breathing like is when you breathe in, your stomach should come out and bloat and then when you breathe out, it should retract back in. So you'll notice you breathe like this when you are relaxed. Maybe when you're sat down, you're conscious of it. Maybe when you're watching a film or you're doing something like that, you will breathe correctly. You will often, well, you will more likely than not breathe the way you should do perfectly when you're asleep. If you watch how a baby breathes when they sleep, you see its, its stomach expand and it bloats and then it retracts when it exhales. So practice that breathing technique and do that every time you want to harness your attention back to the present moment rather than letting your thoughts again run your mind and then ultimately you do become where your mind takes you. So if you only take it to the present moment and breathe and relax, your body will then respond appropriately. If you don't, however, in your tense and your shallow breathing, it will become tense and you'll get sweaty palms and you'll be anxious and it will promote more anxiety the same way if you didn't have the anxiety and the shallow breathing stimulated by negative thoughts and worries if you just started shallow breathing you would then after a while start to become anxious so it works both ways Uh, that's probably the best anchor you can have to obviously focus on one thing it's just, it is a meditation. There's no really, uh, what, there's no one way of meditating. There's loads of ways. And as long as you're focusing your energy on one thing that relaxes you, then do that. And breathing is probably the best way to do that because you can breathe anywhere, anytime. Practice, the second P, practice. It seems like a simple idea and it seems like, well, of course, yeah, practice makes perfect, perfect, but... Rather than avoiding, if you're someone that suffers with social anxiety, rather than avoiding uncomfortable situations, try and open your mind to explore new uncomfortable situations, but on a small scale. For example, if you're someone that doesn't really interact or communicate with someone that's maybe serving them in customer services, whether you're 
you're going to buy uh, a drink, whether you're in a shopping centre, whatever you're doing, however you're interacting with someone on customer services, use that as an opportunity to ask how their day's going. Just practice your communication skills. That's sort of uh, one of the, for me, it's one of the best ways because people that are in customer services, say you're checking out groceries in a supermarket, it's a tedious job. So they get into a sort of trance-like state where they're not really paying attention to what you say or what you do anyway. And within that moment, you can sort of explore and experiment with different things. How's their day going? Look at how they respond. You'll be amazed to see how many people perk up and you spike their energy because not many people bother to ask. If you sincerely look at a person and go, how's your day going? And try and make them laugh or do something, you perk their day up and you will perk your, your day up. And ultimately, day in, day out, however many times you're interacting in customer service, take every opportunity to improve. So when you do this, after a while, you'll stop thinking about, what is this person thinking about me? Am I nervous communicating with this person? And there's completely nothing to lose. If it doesn't go your way and you get a negative response, which will be maybe someone that's not having the best day will be a bit miserable, crack on, continue. It doesn't matter. Go back to note one and just take yourself back into the present moment. That's particularly important to remember if something doesn't go your way and is possibly even embarrassing, go back to point one and bring yourself to the present moment. Don't worry on the past. Don't worry about the past. And don't focus and fear about what's going to happen in the future. So practice that. Use every opportunity you can find. You'll be surprised how many you're um, gifted throughout the day just take it, play with it. Don't take yourself too seriously. And, you know, understand this is the final P, perspective. So understanding what others are actually thinking. So social anxiety is more, you know, to paraphrase, it's what are others thinking about me? This going in with a mental primer, what are other people actually thinking can help. So what I mean by a mental primer is something to tell yourself before you go into a situation you may be anxious about. So understanding that most people are socially anxious and most people are worried about what you're thinking about them. So they're not judging and thinking about you. So unless something is, unless, so say you're in a, uh, a crowded situation, something you might be anxious about, walking into a crowded pub, Put yourself in the spectator's shoes. So you're nervous about these spectators and what they think about you. Put yourself in their shoes. When you're comfortable in a busy place, you're already there, you're with your friends, you've settled in, the anxiety's gone, you're now in the moment, in the conversation, whatever you're talking about. When someone new walks into that social situation, how often is it that you pay attention to them? And if you do, for how long? Unless it's something completely out of the ordinary, the chances are barely. You maybe glance at them. If it's someone particularly good looking, you may, you know, glance at them for a bit longer. But other than that, you go back to your conversation. You don't really think about them. Especially, well, I at least like to think most of us aren't judging and thinking negative thoughts about someone. So it's completely irrational to think that that's what people are doing about you. And even if they are doing that about you and they're thinking negative things, you won't ever know. So it makes no sense to worry yourself what others may or may not be thinking. Because on that logic as well, they might be thinking good things about you. They might be thinking 
nice shoes, nice hair, or he's good looking, or she's good looking, it doesn't matter, the point is, when you understand how people think, people are quite self-centered, and they concentrate on themselves, and as I say, they're too busy, worried about what others are thinking about them, to be judging you, so bearing that in mind, when you do go into a busy situation, in a social situation, I think that dramatically helps, them three P's, I think, are whether they're the top ones I go to is because I fluctuate, I'm sort of a, an ambivert, so I fluctuate between being an extrovert and quite confident, not being worried, and then quite introverted. I fluctuate in mood all the time. So if I ever do need to remind myself of these things, those three P's are particularly the techniques I use, and they do drastically help. And it's stuff I can do, especially the mental priming, it's the stuff I can do, and it instantaneously has an effect it puts me at ease like oh yeah who actually gives a fuck because it's not a problem having them thoughts it's not a problem it's completely normal and it's okay to have them thoughts but it's how you react to them thoughts and how you gain control of them after there will definitely be situations where it's a bit more difficult so for example and if you're interested in reading an article i post on this go to longlifehealth.net and you can see a written up version where i basically explain what I'm talking about now but I talk about being in a particularly difficult situation so from personal experience I've gone to support friends at a boxing exhibition so that's a room full of uh, this is coming from a male perspective but I imagine this is exactly how females feel as well so there's a room full of testosterone alcohol drug and aggression like aggressively fueled blokes all sort of sizing each other up all sort of trying to go for the alpha male role Every, everything just in that room just encourages that behavior as i say the drugs the alcohol the sport of boxing so the fighting your peers the shouting everything so it's a bit you know it's a, it's understandable that you might be a bit on edge and you might be thinking you know what's this person thinking that what's that thinking Having that mental prime to understand that's pretty much what everyone else is thinking massively puts you at ease. And despite, this is what I try and explain in the, uh, in the article, despite how someone is looking, how confident they are, how big they are, or hun- how unfazed they actually seem, I guarantee you they will have small waves in, of anxiety, but you just won't notice it. And if it's someone that is fueled by drugs and alcohol not generalizing, but there is a good chance that they go to them drugs and alcohol because they are uncomfortable and insecure without that because they are worried what other people are thinking. Not to say people don't like just going out and having beers and doing lines of cocaine. It's it's the fact there is some relevance in saying that people are doing that to substitute a sense of confidence. So bearing that in mind, when you actually look around and realize no one's no one's actually looking at you, no one is actually caring and everyone is too concerned about themselves and how they look, you shouldn't have to worry and it should put you at ease and it's a nice liberating feeling when you manage to achieve that. But final thoughts, all of the P's I just mentioned and all of the techniques I just mentioned do not come overnight. Exactly the same way, you can't turn, you can't go into the gym once, you can't do some bicep curls and expect to come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger the next day. It takes practice, it takes persistence, 
It's the fourth P. Even class that as the fourth P, persistence. Go in there and understand there is also going to be setbacks. You might start to feel better and then something might embarrass you and it might make you feel like you've gone to square one. That whatever that might be, whatever that hurdle is, whatever that speed bump is, that's part of the process. And you need to constantly reinforce and have this attitude. And I believe you can only do that when you don't take yourself too seriously. Because if you have too high of an expectation and you expect to see results instantaneously, it will dishearten you and demotivate you to do it. Enjoy the process of it. Understand you're, you're living in a completely separate world in your head that others aren't aware of. So when you are engaging with people on customer service, like realize that in your head, you're rehearsing, you're doing something, you're, you're practicing, you're almost, you don't want it to be an act because you want genuine, authentic confidence to understand there's nothing to worry about. But at the same time, you're experimenting, you're seeing what you can get away with, you're charming people, you're trying to be funny. Play, play with all of it and realize it is just one big game and constantly reinforce those things in your head and it should, in time, like dramatically ease the social anxiety you will still get moments of it i don't believe you ever reach a pinnacle of it i still think there will always be moments of it because our environment has such a bigger impact on us but in general to take yourself from someone that you know this possibly impacts your life on such a way it holds you back and you're not really living especially if you're not living in the present moment even if you're on if you're on somewhere on holiday, somewhere you say you save up for all year, year, you live a nine to five life, but on that week away, you're thinking about, oh, I've got to go back to work. You're not really even enjoying that week. All of these things you've got to practice, reinforce, play with, see what works for you. And that's about it. The final word is understand, you know, this stems from a sense of insecurity often a need for approval and acceptance. And all that means, to translate, is being a fucking human being. Everyone is experiencing the exact same thing. And the social anxiety is you're inferior to other people. You're at the same point as other people. Enjoy the process. Relax. You'll be okay. Safe.